previously on the Lupa Fuentes experience. People, like men, find, find it hard to trust. And just because they always expect, like, there is something, there must, there must be a motive behind my actions. I cannot be this nice or, like, kind or whatever without some sort of agenda. And it mm-hmm. becomes exhausting for me to try to prove to them that, oh, no, I actually like you for you. Welcome to the Lupa Fuentes Experience. Today I'm going to be chatting with Meryl O'Neill. She's a filmmaker, YouTuber, content creator, and a force of nature. She inspires me every day, and we're going to be chatting about sex positivity. So let's get to it. Okay, so thank you so much for being here and making this show. I'm so excited to talk to you. There are so many things I would like to ask you. But before anything, and before we get into any subject, I will like to know a little bit more about you because I met you in a very interesting way. And since I met you, I got so inspired by you because you do so many different things and you're a creative, creative, but also, um, you do a lot of like directing and producing and storytelling. So I really want to know more about that and like to describe you. What is it that you do? You know, it's a good question. It's a question (laughs) I have tried to figure out myself because I feel like, you know, digital creator feels just vague enough that I feel like that's kind of good. But also Mm -hmm. I'm into filmmaking, you know, like I am also a YouTuber. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm also a producer, like you said, for, for BuzzFeed and for Goodful. So, you know, at the end of the day, I just say like a storyteller. (laughs) but that's Mm -hmm. also very vague. So honestly, my whole thing is that I just kind of follow my instincts, whatever I'm interested at that time or whatever I think is important to talk about. I tend to make content around. So whether it's veganism, sex positivity, um, as you know, you know, I was trying to figure out my feelings around pornography. So I made a whole little mini documentary around that. So yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of journalism there too, but I could never call myself a journalist. So again, digital creator, let's just go with that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And you know, I feel like that is very 2021 because with technology, there are so many new jobs and there are so many things that you can do on your own independently. And sometimes people ask me, what is it that you really do? And I don't really know how to answer that question because I too do many things. And I love that the pressure, you know, one of the things that we're evolving as a, as a society is that the pressure of like the label, what is it that you do is kind of like fading now. And I, I really love that. So I want to talk a little bit about the sex positivity work that you do. I'm really interested in that. I learned so many things. So when we met, we met because uh, Meryl was doing a documentary uh, for BuzzFeed around the subject. And she contacted me and we spoke a little bit, exchanged a few emails. And I was so excited to meet her the way she spoke and her knowledge and her journey was very inspiring to me. 
and the fact that you really care about putting that message out there, you know, that sex is not something wrong or shameful, but that sex, we are sexual beings. And it's a beautiful thing. And it's a beautiful thing to feel as well. So I want to know a little bit more about that. Um, when when we were shooting the documentary, uh, the day that we were shooting together, uh, there was a point that we were talking about ethical porn. Mm. My question is, yeah. did you find ethical porn? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I did. You know, I, I have since then. I, I've actually been watching some of the incredibly vulnerable um, videos on make love, not porn, to be honest with you. I like the realness of watching real couples. I guess for anyone who doesn't know, make love, not porn was started by Cindy Gallup. She was also in this documentary that Lupe was a part of. And essentially, it's just finding couples and individuals who are comfortable comfortable filming themselves and their sexuality, whether it's with a partner, whether it's by themselves. And since then, I think I'm just like, I really like that. Like, I felt like I, I feel like I learn a lot seeing, you know, real people out there just putting it out there, the good, the bad and the ugly. And it's kind of like the sex education I wish I had had in high school, um, you know, which was just so fear based and so uncomfortable and scary. It's like, how are we ever supposed to know that sex is beautiful? The first time I had spoke with you for the project, I was like, wow, just based off like 10 minutes talking to you over a video chat, I was like, she gets it. Like she is so, I was jealous. I was like, I wish I was as emb like embodied and powerful. You like exude that confidence. So oh, anyway, I'm fascinated by it. I'm serious. Thank you. Thank you. I was the same. It was mutual. When we met, I was super inspired by you. And I was like, oh, my God, who is this woman? So, and you know what? I, I won't forget um, your boyfriend. Um, you posted oh, yeah, a documentary and he said, you're a force of nature. And that is exactly the, the, the word that comes to mind, a force of nature, when I think about you. Did so, you yeah. say that? <laughs> Like, he, did. I don't he did say that and I was like yeah that's who she is oh <laughs> I was like he God. sees he sees her clearly uh so I love that that was really really beautiful but yeah I was so inspired by your work and your storytelling around sexuality how how did this came about how did you became so interested in that subject honestly it it all came to me from I, I was doing a lot of videos about veganism and I was getting a little bit burnt out on just kind of doing the same sort of content over and over again. So I was like, what is a video I could do that is like reminiscent and exploring something I'm going through right now? And it was sexual shame. Like it's just something I've had in my life, my entire life, genital shame. Like I hate being naked in front of people. Um, just like feeling a lot of shame around being a sexual person, but also loving being sexual and like, and fully knowing I'm a sexual person. I just, for as long as I can remember, I was always like, you know, sex is really hard for me. Like, I don't think it's supposed to be like that. And I want myself to have great sex, but I know that I'm the one holding myself back because I'm so in my head and I'm so insecure. So that was kind of what launched me on this journey of exploring sexuality because I made a video called Why I Always Hated My Vagina, which was all about how insecure I was about my vulva and how I thought there was something wrong with me. Um, just because, you know, the, we tend to see a certain type of vulva in porn or in media and mm -hmm. anything outside of that, a lot of the time can 
just, I mean, I guess if you don't see yourself reflected in media, you think you're, there's something wrong or something different Mm -hmm. with you, you know? And I kind of Mm -hmm. ran with that script and was like, I'm disgusting. And, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just always gonna hate having sex. And that's so sad. So that's kind of why I was like, that is so sad. Right. And then when I spoke especially, to you, you're like, sex is beautiful. I was like, wow. Yeah, especially, I like you know, like I look at you and I see, you know, I know that we all have insecurities. I have my own insecurities. You have your own and we all have our own trauma that we battle with every day. Right. But when I see you, I just see such a beautiful woman full of life. So I don't, you know, like it's hard for me to even be like, really? But yeah, I mean, we all have our own journey. and. For those who who would like to see your documentaries about around sex positivity, what could we watch? It? Oh, um, well, the first one I did, the "Why I Always Hated My Vagina," is on BuzzFeed Video on YouTube, and then the 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 mini documentary I did with Lupe with you is on Goodful, and that one is "Should I Hate Porn?" Mm-hmm. Um, or you know, what? I believe we changed the title to "Is Porn Bad." Cause we can do that, but it was supposed to be kind of yes. like, hopefully people would type in that question wondering is porn bags. I think a lot of people don't know <laughs> whether mm-hmm. or not they should feel about it. So, yeah, I was very inspired by that. And is any tips, you know, throughout your journey, I know that you have a lot of resources and you're constantly researching and learning. Do you have any tips in terms of learn, how, learning how to love our bodies? Mm. Have you learned anything in your journey that you can share? Yes. Um, and I will fully say I have like serious imposter syndrome because I feel like I should like with all the content I'm putting out about this and like people asking me questions, I feel like I should be like so confident by now, but I'm still not. <laughs> really? But it's a process. But, it's a process. Know, I've been watching your videos online, right? And I am actually like, you're so like, you don't feel confident talking about this, but it's so authentic when you talk about it and it's coming from such a pure good energy positive place that it makes it feel less shameful to talk about sex because even me you know i was a porn star for many years since when i was like from when i was 19 till i was 24 and i retired and then you know i make sexy content i have an only fans and yeah i mean i have my own insecurities even though i have been around sex sexuality and sexuality is something that sexuality is something that I embrace since I was very young you know but I have also my my issues around it and when I talked to you and when I was I had the privilege to be in the documentary with you and learn so much about what you're doing um I got so inspired and even me I have shame around talking about porn or maybe that I was a porn star. It's shaming that. Why? Not because I think that it's something bad or because an ex- a specific experience that I had, but because how people judge you, you know, and the place in society they put you. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I was so, so, so profound to me when I watched the documentary, the full documentary, was when the woman, oh, what was her name again? Which, oh, uh, Cindy Gallup. Cindy Gallup. She was saying how people critique sex workers, but if it's so bad, why are we 
people actively helping you know sex workers to get out of sex work and it's not that it's a bad thing or anybody should get out of sex work but people judging you and put you in a category and it's almost impossible to do anything else mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah i mean i think people bring i honestly truly believe most of people's feelings around porn and performers or you know film adult film performers is based around fear. I really do think so because, you know, they say fear and anger is such a fine line, right? I think a lot of the things that make people angry are things people are afraid of. And that was kind of how I felt for a while, just as far as pornography would go. I felt jealous that my boyfriend would watch it. I felt insecure that he would watch it and that would make me angry. And then I looked deeper at it when I was making that mini documentary with you and I was like, really, I'm just afraid. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still afraid of, of my own sexuality in some ways. And I'm really afraid of seeing people who are so, you know, the way I perceive it, so comfortable in their sexuality. Like we, we aren't exposed to that. We don't see that. And actually, even to answer your earlier question of like, what can people do to kind of improve their own, you know, to move forward out of their own sexual shame, I would say exposure therapy, watching more people having sex, whether it's on Make Love Not Porn or Erica Lust or Pornhub, whatever like you like, you know? But also exposing yourself to your own body, taking a mirror and like for women, like really looking at your vulva, really like getting to know yourself. Because for me, it's like, you know, I would do it a couple times and then I'd be like, all right, I did my homework. And then it's like, well, and I can't then be like, oh, yeah, so you're fixed now. Everything's fine. You don't feel any shame. It's like, no, it's a repeat. It's a repeat process. You have to make a habit out of it. And you just really have to undo all that conditioning, you know, and the same conditioning that makes people judge people because of their job. Um, It's yeah, it's all just misunderstanding, in my opinion, um, and generations yeah. of sex negativity. Also, I think sex negativity in a big in big part comes for from patriarchy. Oh yeah, sexuality is used as a form to put women down because, in reality, there is a lot of power in that. Mm-hmm. So the least we, you know, exercise our power, the more power. Uh, the patriarchs are going to have. Yeah, there was in the um, first video I did, I interviewed Pamela Madsen and she said, I think I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Basically, she said, embodied women are dangerous. Basically, she was like, when women are embodied and they feel in touch with their sexuality and they're confident in themselves, they're unstoppable. But so mm-hmm. naturally, that's why the patriarchy works so freaking hard to keep it down and to make us feel badly about our sexuality. Because it's just such a weird, perverse relationship we have with sex, especially in the U.S. You know, we use sex to sell things. We use it's everything. It, there's some phallus in every like they say like Disney movies even. I'm like, what is going on? But yet you it's still, true. you know, it's like what is like that? the what little mermaid. <laughs> yes, the King Triton. Like the yeah, totally. It's weird. It's like and yet you're gonna put those in those, in those movies, but then you're gonna you know completely demonize sex workers. I'm like, it just doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And, you know, a little touching more a little bit on uh, sex education. Well, re-educate yourself now, you know, because when I was growing up, I had no sex education whatsoever, really. Mm-hmm. Everything that I learned was by personal experience, you know. I don't wow. ever remember, like, my mom having the talk, anything mm-hmm. like that. So as adults... And I know, for example, there are a lot of like 
my fans or people that are into like my past movies that I would like to pass this information to, you know, what, uh, how could we, how could I educate myself better sexually in terms, you know, in terms of sex, if I will, if I wanted to right now, what is a resource or a couple of resources that I could use? There are so many good resources. Um, There's one book that really changed a lot for me. Maybe you've heard of it. It's called She Comes First. Um, no, and there's another. It's actually, actually in my in my Amazon. Uh, <laughs> it's in my Amazon cart. Oh, it is. Okay, yes. I, right that now. one. That one's like all about how to. Actually, you know, what? I'm mixing that one with another one, but that one's also great. I got that for my boyfriend, and like any person who wants to perform uh, cunnilingus, you should get that because it's all about how to really go down on a, a good old. Vagina, I have so but... many people I could give it to. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Just add it to the Christmas list for like any of the people you like. <laughs> Um, but you know what it is? Come as you are. That's the one by Emily Nagoski. That's like an incredible book, all about empowerment, all about kind of like the history of sexuality and women. And then uh, there's also this documentary. I just, um, was helping a friend of mine kind of promote, which was called a sexplanation. And Mm -hmm. it's just all about like, he goes literally everywhere. He's amazing. Alex, he goes everywhere from the church to these like, like parent, um, conferences where they teach parents how to talk to their kids about sex. Um, he goes to his own parents and has the sex talk he never had with them. And it's like, those are the, wow, I need to read this one. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he's in his thirties and he's having the talk for the first time with his parents. He's like, you guys never did this. And they were like, yeah, because we thought, you know, maybe your teachers would take care of that. It's like, yeah, you know, Yes, I, I guess they did. Exactly. Everybody is expecting for everybody else to deal with that subject with that conversation and it never like for me it really never happened it was just like I remember my mom always tell me like if you have sex you tell me and I was like wait that doesn't sound something like I want oh sure let me come up to you like as a as a teen or preteen or whatever and let me come sit you down mom at the dinner table let's talk about the sex I just had with some person in like a parking lot who knows what your first (laughs) you know like my first sex experience was not cute like I don't want to talk about the first time you know what I mean like no that's what, that's what a lot of parents think they're like bill you'll tell me when you're ready right it's like no parents like we need to know it's okay yeah. to talk about when it this guidance. in the first place yeah yes it's so important when it guides it's, yes for women and men it's so important for men to yeah. you know to understand that sex is a is a two activity <laughs> it's activity that that is you know done and enjoyed by two people and mm-hmm. for women i think one of the biggest things is really how to enjoy yourself. How to enjoy your body. Let me know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's, I, it's, it's hard for, it's really hard for me. Every time I talk to you, Lupe, you are such a calming force that like you literally make me emotional. You like gave me a pep talk last time, but you're just like, I don't know. You like, you genuinely inspire me so much because I feel like talking about sexual things with you it just like you have that inviting presence, which is why it's amazing you're even bringing up these topics, you know, with your platform. Aww, but like, I, I wish more men knew women needed time to relax. Like, it's not going to be 10 minutes. It needs to be like 45 minutes to an hour and a half. And let's just take it slow. And sex is not just penetration. It is all of the things. It's the freaking, you know, the grazing on the back of my neck. It's like, you making dinner and doing the dishes, <laughs> like the eye mm-hmm. contact. It's all the things leading mm-hmm. up to it. Give me a massage. You know? Oh, thank you. That's one of my things. I'm like, give me a massage. Yeah, like it's okay to feel good. 
actually we should be feeling good most of the time. So, so yeah, thank you so much for the inspiration. <laughs> the likewise. I mean, you are an endless source of inspiration for me. I'm like, yeah, every time I talk to you, I'm just like, gosh, I need to spend more time with you. I feel like it would genuinely bring up my my confidence in general. Just to have someone I feel safe talking about these things with, it's great, you know? Thank you. Thank you. Likewise, likewise. I'm always here. I want to shift a little bit our conversation into health because I know you're mm -hmm. vegan. I watch Good Fool. That is another channel that you produce content for and also appear on. And I know that you're just super into health and wellness and balancing your body and your mind. I know that you love therapy. That is something that we also share our passion for. And so I want to tell, yeah, tell me a little bit about food, veganism, how to love your body that way. I, first of all, I will say I call myself an imperfect vegan or I call myself plant-based because I'm controversially open about having mishaps <laughs> here and there and cheat or like being a, a cheating vegan, some people would say, um, because, you know, I, I just think the only way to get more people, I try to normalize that because I think the only way to get more people to introduce more plant-based and vegan meals into their diet is to be like, it's okay if you don't get it right 100% of the time, you know, mm -hmm. like it's, and for some people doing it 100% of the time, all the time, some people pull it off. I'm like, good for you. I travel a lot. Sometimes you just got to eat a cracker that might have some butter in it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're going to be at an airport and you need to just live your life. So anyway, that's one thing. And that honestly ties into taking care of your body. It's like, you can't in general, in every way of life, you can't be perfect hundred percent of the time. So why should you be a hundred percent perfect in, in, in one specific thing, you know? So I love um, that saying of, uh, progress, not perfection for me is like yes. balance, not perfection. Yes. And be kind mm -hmm. to yourself. As you say, mm -hmm. you know, like being kind to yourself, it's a journey. It's not, if, if everyone was perfect all the time, we'd have nothing to do on this planet. So, you know, be kind to yourself, allow for mistakes. They're going to happen. It's inevitable. Whether you want to talk about them like I do or not, it's totally up to you. Um, but therapy. Yeah. I mean, therapy game changer. Se I go to sex therapy actually. Um, that is so interesting. How different is it sex therapy from regular therapy? Because I've been going to therapy for like maybe 10 years and I love it. I mean, I mm -hmm. think everyone should go to therapy. So no, it's yep. not just to like fix childhood trauma or something that happened. It's also to become a better person than yesterday. It's not just about fixing, yep. but also about bettering and, and yes, being more in touch with yourself. So yeah, what's the difference? Because I've been thinking about taking some uh, sex therapy. I think it will be super educational for me. So tell me a little bit about it. How? What is the difference? You know, I think for me, it's like I can get traditional talk therapy through my sex therapist because she's also just a licensed therapist. Um, so I have that if I need it. You know, if I'm in such an anxious state that I just can't even talk about you know, I don't have the ability to talk about my masturbation practices that week, then, you know, we can just go through some other things that are going on in my life. So that is available in sex therapy. But um, I would say working with a specifically working with someone who specifically is trained in sex therapy and actually specializes in sexuality is interesting for someone like me, too, because she's not uncomfortable talking about my issues around sex. I had a, a previous therapist who was like, I told her about my insecurities around my genital shame and all that. She's like, well, I don't, I'm not really 
I'm not really trained to work through that with you. And at that moment, I was like, wow, okay, if I had shame around this already, now my therapist is telling me she can't <gasps> handle it. You know what I mean? It just of felt course. awful. And so I was like, I feel and like a sex and therapist. And that even, um, it, is, it almost tells you like, yeah, you should be more ashamed about this because look, not right. even your therapist can handle it. Right. I'm like, can imagine? I and know, it's, she doesn't even wow. she want to talk about it. So I was like, there's a professional who doesn't want to talk about it. You know what I mean? So it's like that, that messaging compounds in your brain and that conditioning of like, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, having a sex therapy, she gives me exercises to like improve my own body image. Also just, you know, having sex. I have a partner I've been with for two years now and she gives me tips and tricks on how to improve our sex life. I feel stupid calling them tips and tricks. It's not like, a, she's not like a Cosmo magazine, but you know, <laughs> she's like, she gives me good advice on like relationship questions and like how to talk mm -hmm. to my partner about certain things I might be insecure about. So it's just like anything sexuality related. She's just the best. Or even you know? ideas because you cannot think about something you don't know. Yep. That's very true. Mm -hmm. And she's got a lot. Yeah. I mean, she makes sex seem fun and it sounds mm -hmm. weird me saying that everyone's probably like, of course, sex is fun, but you know, it's, it's an effort for me to actually enjoy it. because I get so in my head. So anyway. Oh, Mara. I'm going to see you a year from now. <laughs> yes. Yes. You won't. Uh, you know what? Listen, that's the goal. In a year. Oh my gosh. I have the shirt you're wearing. Sorry. Got totally distracted. Um, <laughs> I have that I shirt. Wore I wore this uh, in protest for free the nipple. Yep. Yep. I wore do, I, this. I'm sorry. I'm like getting sidetracked now, but do you get weird responses when you wear that shirt from men versus women? Such a weird responses. And even when I go out, actually, I used to have another shirt that was black and it was a picture of real boobs. Oh. And one time, and people were like, oh my God. And I was like, people really need to get over this. Like, it's a picture, you know? Yeah. But yep. yeah, I mean, that tells you where we are in society. Like, we really need to normalize sexuality because shame is directly linked to depression anxiety mm -hmm. mental issues so yeah to learn to love our bodies or natural bodies and what they do and how they feel is super important and that's something that i want to learn more to do as well yeah i mean it's something we all do it's something we all share some sort of sexuality whether it's being asexual or mm -hmm. you know being aromantic or being extremely sexual it's like it's something we mm -hmm. all we have these body parts but we're afraid to talk about them it's like i forget where i saw it but someone being like just normalizing it with children growing up not saying like pp or saying like down there you know instead just saying the body part it's like your vulva mm -hmm. is a body part as much as your elbow is a body part like the more we put them in exactly. that other category the more we start to introduce it as a scary untalkable untouchable thing you know mhm mm Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for having me. I was honored when you asked. I was like, heck yes. Any excuse to talk to Lupe. I can't wait. So appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you for the opportunity. Thank you so oh much <laughs> yeah. for, for doing my podcast, for making it. Thank you for the motivation, the inspiration. You're such a, you're such a bright light in this world. And Aww. let me know when you're back to LA. We should hang out soon. Yes. We're going to go for a hike. You know. <laughs> yes, I love hiking. Make sure to subscribe, leave me a review, start rating, and share with your friends on social media using the hashtag Lupe Fuentes Experience. I see you next time.